With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. Thanks so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. We have an awesome birth story for you, so stay tuned. Real quick, before that, announcements. Make sure you're listening with your Parents on Demand app. That's parentsondemand.com. You can check it out there. Download it to your Android or iOS device, and that's where you can listen to the show. Parents on Demand is the network that we are a part of. We are very grateful to be a part of that community and a part of you know, this whole movement of content and media for parents at all stages of the experience. So there are amazing shows within the network that we're so grateful to be hanging out with. So go check that out. Also, our shop, Doing It At Home swag and gear. Uh, you can go check that out on our website, diahpodcast.com. That's how you can support the show, keep the show running, You know, cover some of the expenses of the show um, because this is not our primary business. I think I've shared that once or twice before, but Doing It At Home really started as a passion project and it is not free to run a podcast. So that is how you help us continue and get more content, schedule interviews, all of that sort. And other ways you can support us, you can just do one-time donations. That's There's a link on our website there for you as well. If you just go to support, and I'll drop that link in the show notes, you can check it out. But if you just go to diahpodcast.com, you can get there through that top menu bar of support the show. And of course, subscribing, leaving reviews in Apple Podcasts, all ways. You know, following us on Instagram, diahpodcast, hoping to get to 10 K shortly in our followers. And that'll be really cool. I feel like that's just a cool milestone. And then I, I think we can like drop links in our stories and fun things like that. Maybe even get uh, the blue check. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but if you are not following us already, please do so. All righty. So it's birth story time. So excited. We got to chat with Summer Goble and hear her journey. And this is a great episode 
around the topic of breaking the stereotypes, the limiting beliefs of age and birth and pregnancy and what circulates around that, especially, you know, the label of high risk and how for many as a birthing person, as a woman, as a pregnant woman, or as a provider who's giving that label or who's wearing that label, you know, you're not going to get the same answer across the board. And for some, just by being a certain age means you're high risk. Regardless of any other factors, you are high risk because of your age. And that's what Summer experienced with her first care provider, her OBGYN. And she wasn't really satisfied with that. And then also mainly wasn't satisfied with the care that she was receiving. She just felt like it wasn't really what worked best for her. She felt like she had a lot of questions um, day in and day out or going to the appointments and they were just super short and didn't provide that space for her and her husband, Dave, to, you know, feel supported and ready to move into this this huge stage of their lives. So they shifted to a midwife within the same network. Um, but again, we're kind of disappointed. So at 22 weeks pregnant, they shifted to home birth and went from there. And worth noting that David was a little bit hesitant and had some fears. So we talk through that and the realness of that, and we unpack some of that. And then we get to hear her birth story of her son, Charlie. And here's a term I hadn't heard before, which was fun. She used water, the birth pool for most of her labor, and she called it aquadural. I'm sure some of you have probably heard that, but I had just never heard that before. So the aquadural, and I thought that was so cool. And then there's some surprises sprinkled in in the birth experience itself, which I will stop talking and let you listen to find out. So quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll dive into Summer's birth story. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, Summer. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you guys? We are fantastic. Yes. Yeah, we get to hang out with you today and hear your birth story. So we're really, really psyched. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, yeah. It's been such a huge benefit to me, um, you know, going through the whole pregnancy. And so I'm just so thankful and grateful to, to be able to share my story. So thank you guys again. Yes. And we finally had to hit record on this at some point because I feel like we were having such a great conversation on the pre-end <laughs> that yeah. we, we had to hit record to get some of it because otherwise I feel like we could have all the three of us talked all day. So here we are. We're focused. We are intentional. And Summer, why don't you just kick us off with telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Summer and um, I am now in Albuquerque, New Mexico. As I was mentioning, um, my fiance Dave and I were in California. Um, we lived in a, a tiny little one bedroom apartment in South Orange County. Um, so <laughs> what's funny is we've just recently moved and we're now in a home that's triple the size of our apartment um, for $200 less for our mortgage. Wow. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty unreal. Um, I still am in shock every day. Like I walk around the house, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is all our space. Like, so it's, uh, yeah, but you know, Orange County definitely has its perks. You know, people love it there and, um, and the ocean is beautiful, but uh, I'm really excited for this transition. And Dave, my fiance is from here. He's from Albuquerque, born and raised. So 
we just decided to make a move here. I work remotely from home. Um, he got a great job offer. So we moved here a couple months ago, middle of July. So finished up the summer and now moving into fall. So it's been, it's been beautiful and actually get to see a change in fall colors and leaves and all that good stuff. So really excited. And um, it just smells different here, which is beautiful. <laughs> like it's something in the air, the green chilies. And I don't know, it's pretty incredible. So um yeah, so so that's so, yeah. So as mentioning earlier, we are um, getting married the end of the month, or sorry, the end of the year. So December twenty eighth, um, we're getting married and uh, finished. You know, figured we would wrap things up with the marriage. So we had the baby first, um, bought a home, and then we're gonna you know do it. Just finalize things, you know, figure we should uh, <laughs> make it official. <laughs> and uh, I always tell people that they're like asking, you know, like it, it just happened so quickly. I'm like, if you, you know, some people, you know, date and, you know, then they get married and then have the baby. I'm like, but if you want to expedite things, just do it all backwards. And then <laughs> it just happened much quicker. So. That's funny. That's it makes me think of the board game life. You know how you get to choose like which oh, route you go totally. and you get the little people in your car. It's like you just did it your own way. Like this, this way Absolutely. and then this way. <laughs> I love it. And we were just like, get the station wagon first, throw in the yes! kids, and we take off. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So in the spirit of that, your family planning and your family growing, where did home birth as even a concept and then maybe as it evolved into an option for you, where did that come up in your process? Yeah, so just a little um, backstory, and I'll just kind of go through this quickly. So Dave and I met, um, fell in love, and moved in together fairly quickly. Um, as I mentioned, well, the whole thing has been kind of this fast track. Um, and within about a month of us uh, moving in together, I got pregnant. And um, we were both kind of in shock, excited. We're, we're older. I, and I had mentioned this to you guys earlier, but um, I'm now 39, and Dave is 50 uh, when we met I was 37, he was 48, and um, so we were at the older stage in our life. I mean, for a woman, you know, they kind of say as you get into your late 30s, pregnancy is much more difficult, high risk, yeah. all that good stuff. So I did end up having a miscarriage um, at about uh, seven weeks, and um, of course, it was very, you know, heartbreaking, but it both kind of opened our eyes to see if you know, were we ready for this? Although we both had wanted children, you know, forever, were we ready to kind of start a family? And uh, we weren't doing anything to prevent it, but we weren't doing anything to cause it, if you know what I mean. So um, we ended up um, deciding after that, that we were ready. So we kind of just let things happen naturally. And within a few months, we became pregnant again. So um, at, there was definitely, you know, scare in the beginning because, you know, I had had a miscarriage and I was considered high risk uh, due to my age. Uh, so we were going through kind of the conventional medicine. I had a um, insurance that I was through and everything was with a network. So I just uh, was kind of following their protocol. Uh, I was going to the same OB that I'd been with when I had the, you know, uh, previous pregnancy and I just wasn't happy. Um, and Dave and I had kind of talked about things and I said, I just don't know, like, I'm just not happy with the care that I'm getting. So we decided to transition to a midwife within the same network, um, thinking, okay, perfect midwife. And still, you know, we'd ask her a question and we're like, so what happens if, you know, I, I want to do this. And she's like, well, you know, we just kind of follow the same protocol. So it was very strict in terms of the care. Um, all of my appointments were like, 
10, 15 minutes max. I remember one appointment, the midwife was like, I'm actually just spending more time with you guys um, because you're my last appointment for the day. And I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, like, mm. I, this is our first time, you know, we were at this point, I was about, I think, 18 weeks pregnant and so many questions. I mean, it's like, that's who you're supposed to go to. Like your doctor is the one that's supposed to give you all these answers. So Dave and I went home and I had always thought in the back of my mind about a water birth. I always just thought that would be so amazing. I mean, to be able to bring the baby into this world in the same environment that they've been growing in. I mean, this is uh, this is so natural to them. And I didn't know what he would think. So we ended up watching The Business of Being Born, <laughs> which I'm sure yeah. how many couples have said this on your show. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Yeah, yeah. But such an, eye, uh, such an eye-opener. And for me, I knew kind of a lot of it. But for him, it was amazing to watch. And he's, you know, I'm always trying to get him to watch different documentaries. I'm like, let's watch this one about organic food. He's like, no, no. You know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely the one that's all, you know, gung-ho with the health and all that. And he's just like, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> it was kind of funny when he actually sat and watched it and was very intrigued and, like, engaged. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're making some progress. Plus, two, he hates doctors. Like, he just can't stand walking into the hospital, the doctor's office. He just gets you know, the chills, just any sign of needles. He can't, oh my gosh, him getting his blood drawn is hilarious. So, um, <laughs> that part was pretty easy because I said, okay, well, how about we just do it at home? And he was like, okay. Uh, he was still terrified. I think he was the most terrified of, you know, between him and I of the actual birth at home. Um, he just still in the back of his mind was worried something would go wrong. I felt so comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, so we decided to make that transition. I was about 22 weeks. So we ended up getting the 20 week ultrasound um, just to kind of see, I just wanted to make sure everything was okay from a physical standpoint. Um, so I think that 20 week ultrasound was very reassuring, but we did not find out the gender. So we did not find out the gender until we actually delivered, um, mm-hmm. which was very fun. Um, drove my mom crazy, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> and everyone else, they're like, "How can you guys do it?" And I'm like, "We just want a healthy baby. We don't care. It's it's, it's going to have some type of gender. So as long as it's healthy, we're you know that's all that matters." Mm-hmm. So yeah, so at about um, 22 weeks is when we decided to transition from um, going to the traditional kind of you know. OB midwife to um, a private uh, practice midwife. Okay. And so did you just kind of um, do a little bit of research and find yeah, them? Yeah. So that- in Orange County, yeah. So mm-hmm. fortunately in Orange County, um, I had some options. So I just kind of started doing my homework and I knew there was different ones. I knew that there was like the uh, birthing center where you'd actually go mm-hmm. and, and be there. I knew that they had options where, you know, they'd come to you. And so I'd interviewed a few and the midwife that we found, she was amazing. So her name is Sue and she has caught like 700 babies. And what's great is she doesn't call it delivery. She was like, pizza men deliver, I catch. <laughs> it's actually like her little <laughs> license plate frame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's, <laughs> so she's actually caught like 700 babies. And wow. she just is so knowledgeable. I mean, you sit with her and our consultation was like an hour and a half. And she taught me so much in that hour and a half just talking to her, even before we'd even hired her, that I was like, she's the one. Yeah. And Dave loved her. I mean, and that was really important too, that Dave actually, you know, um, 
felt comfortable with her and trusted her. And of course that I did, but um, he was one that I kind of wanted to make sure, you know, was really on board with everything. And the only downfall was um, I was due December 5th and she was actually going to Jamaica for like a two week vacation over Thanksgiving. So there was that possibility that she wouldn't actually be able to be there for the delivery. But I felt so comfortable with her that I would, I just wanted her for my pregnancy. So I figured at the end, if she can't actually be there, you know, to catch the baby, it's okay. Um, I just, you know, I wanted her for my entire pregnancy. So we ended up moving forward with her and um, I am, it was the most amazing experience. I mean, she has this whole workbook that she gives you. And as long as you follow that, I mean, my pregnancy was perfect in my eyes. I, you know, I ate great. I felt great. Um, I only had a little bit of nausea and food aversion in the first eight weeks. Um, but my whole pregnancy, um, I just, I felt great. I, you know, was exercising, doing all that good stuff. And it was to her, you know, she just had this protocol and she said, follow it and it worked. So, um, I'm so happy we made that transition. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm, I am curious with Dave, um, going back to, you know, some of the fears that he had and then getting to the point where he was on board. Can you remember what were some of the things that you all did or talked about to, you know, move through those fears and get to the point where both of you were on board with home birth? Um, yeah, I think, you know, one of the first things was we are, we were in a big city. So the hospital was only 15 minutes away. And that's the beauty of a midwife is, you know, after we met with her and she explained, if there's any sign that anything is going wrong, we transport you. So I just felt so comfortable in that. I just, I just knew, and I guess it's because I'm, I'm, I know my body very well and I'm very in tune with it that I, I felt so comfortable doing it at home and I was trying, and, and I think Dave knew that. I mean, he's, um, you know, I'm a runner. He's seen me do marathons. Like he knows that I just have that kind of will about me and that I, um, I do have a, a high pain tolerance, which is a good thing. And he just, I think he just believed in me. And, um, you know, it was just, I think watching that, you know, that movie got, you know, opened his eyes. And then, um, when we met Sue, he just felt so comfortable with her. And I, and he tells everyone, I mean, the selling point was that she's caught 700 babies. I mean, he would tell everyone anywhere we would be at. He'd be like, Oh, our midwife, she's amazing. She's caught 700 babies. I mean, that's all he would talk about. So I think he just felt so comfortable with her. And again, it wasn't in the standard kind of hospital type setting. Um, it was very comfortable. You know, you go into her office and you sit on the couches and you can ask her anything. And yeah. she has tons of books and resources. And, and he just, you know, he just felt really comfortable with that. So I think the combination of feeling so comfortable with the midwife and really trusting in me and knowing my, you know, my body. But he was very nervous. I mean, I'll get into the birth, you know, the actual Labor Day, but um, he was freaking out. And he just, it, he wasn't showing it, but inside he was a mess, you know, and he would yeah. make comments where he'd be like, I don't even know if I can be there, but then if I'm not there, I'll be freaking out about what's going on. And I'm like, well, A, you're going to be there. (laughs) And B, I'm the one that's actually, you know, so just be there to support me and, um, you know, and and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it, again, I think it just kind of um, took his reassuring of kind of that combination of the midwife and myself. Mm -hmm. 
One thing I want to comment on is just the difference of perspective, right? Depending on what pair of lenses you're wearing. From one standpoint, from one paradigm view, you are high risk or were high risk, right? Just Uh simply because of your age is what it seems like. It seems like that was the only precursor and necessary check on the list of you are automatically high risk. And then in this other context, in another setting, you are not. And I I just – it's just so interesting, first of all. But then also, I mean, you say your age, but then you – you follow that up with all the things that you said about yourself personally, like what you know about yourself, your in-tuneness with your body, your activity, runner, all of these things. And yet still that just sheer age is like indicator of of health, which we know is not, but yet that's just what that'll what category that will put you in. It's just it's really interesting to me because I feel like you could easily find people far younger than all of us who are not at the same level of health or would, would you know, it's just, it's just so interesting. Oh, aren't there even, absolutely. Yeah. Aren't there even tests where like you're one age, but like cellularly, like your body oh. is actually another age. So like, I'm sure there are 20 year olds who are 150. Well, you hear people you know? will, will oh. go to the doctor and they'll say, you know, you've got the, the liver of a, right. Know, of like a hundred year yeah. old man. Yeah. yeah so I've, I've heard yeah. of stuff like that. And you know, I just think you got to, they got to make it easy to put people in those different boxes because you're, you know, trying to make sense of all these different people. You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. the different possibilities of patients and ailments and this and that. So you throw people in a box to try to make it easier. And uh, it's for just, you. For you, yeah. yeah for for, for yeah. The, the doctor or the hospital, the physician or whatever. Um, and we know that not everybody fits in that box. Yeah. So I just Oh, absolutely. That and that's why, you know, and even my midwife, she would joke. She was like, you're high risk. She's like, that's what they called you. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you know, they, you know, they kept referring. And my, my friend, she tried to comfort me when my close friend, she was like, well, you know, think of it in a positive notion. She's like, think that you're getting the care first. You know, you're, you're kind of like, because there were certain things like after my 20 week ultrasound, they gave me the results right away where I guess if I wasn't high risk, mm-hmm. they would have waited, you know, two weeks or whatever until my gotcha. next appointment. So I guess something like that, but it wasn't, no one wants to be considered high risk. And again, you know, I'm, I I feel great. I am a healthy weight, you know, everything was in the whole time, you know, it's just because of my age. And what's even funnier is my, um, my sister-in-law, her, (laughs) her dad, when he found out that I was um, having a home birth, you know, he told me afterwards, he goes, we were just really worried about you because of your age. And I'm like, Thanks, yeah. Jack. You yeah. know, and I'm yeah. like thinking, like, you don't understand that I, you know, I'm just, I'm, my body is, that's what it's supposed to do. Like, it's yeah. supposed to give birth naturally. It doesn't need, you know, all of the medication and everything that comes along with, um, you know, with the traditional medicine and, and, you know, kind of being in that high risk. So, yeah, totally. yeah so that, there was never, you're right, there was nothing that warranted high risk at all during mm-hmm. the entire time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's really easy for those who love us to um, adopt a fear script, a fear story, yeah. you know, and, and you've heard it on the show with previous stories and our own story and, and you experienced it with yourself. And so I'm, I'm interested in hearing uh, how you kept the love flowing. <laughs> throughout your rest of your pregnancy and birth uh love with like the pregnancy and all that or with well i'm just or... <laughs> i'm just saying in general uh the 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 route that you chose and the the quote-unquote high oh, risk yeah. story you know there's a lot of fear that goes on with that and so 
um, coming at it from the other side, the side of love, the side of trusting yourself, the side of, mm-hmm. of you know, fully surrendering. Um, basically, I am setting up us to flow into the birth story because I'm excited to hear oh, about yes, all of that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. with that, just to kind of comment on a few things. Yeah. Um, so our midwife's daughter taught the Bradley Method class. So I did that. Dave and I did that. So we did, you know, the um, the coaching. I listened to hypnobirthing audiobook. I did spinning babies exercise. Um, and then as I was mentioning earlier, you know, I ran um, up until about five months, my bladder couldn't handle it after that. So <laughs> I wanted to keep going. My yeah. bladder was like, no, we're done. Um, I did Pilates twice a week, um, prenatal yoga once a week, and then I swam. So, and then I read, I educated myself, you know, I was reading gentle birthing, gentle mothering, formerly art of breastfeeding, uh, pathways, which actually I think you guys had mentioned. I heard it one of your the podcasts. Magazine, yeah. Uh, Yes, I became obsessed with that online. I was just going online and just reading all different kinds of articles all the time. So that was huge. Um, Yeah, so as I mentioned, you know, the the pregnancy was ideal. If anybody would have looked at me, I just, everyone that said, they're like, you're glowing, you just look beautiful. Um, So yeah, so that, that was all kind of tied into that. Okay, Summer, let's take a quick sponsor break and then we'll come right back for birth story. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So yeah, so kind of going into the birthing story. So my guest date was December 5th. um, And my midwife, as I had mentioned, was on vacation through Thanksgiving. So she got back about November 30th. And in my mind, I was like, okay, as soon as Sue's back, I'm having this baby. Like I just think in my mind, I had kind of timed it that like, I would wait until after she got back. But then as soon as she came back, game on. And that didn't happen, (laughs) of course. And, you know, going through Bradley, they tell you that most first-time moms go eight days past their due date. So they say, just kind of, so in my mind, I was like, okay, think about the 13th, December 13th. We were trying, you know, Dave and I kept trying to think December 13th. Well, that's very difficult when um, (laughs) it's your actual, you know, due date, guest date, and nothing is happening. So I was like, okay. Um, And that was on a Wednesday and that day was obviously kind of anticlimactic. The next day, Thursday, I felt okay. You know, I was like, all right, this is going to be okay. And then Friday, I just got super emotional. And I think what had happened was I was so worried that I would go past the 42 weeks. Because um, as you know, with midwives, they can't, they can't deliver past a certain time frame. Right. So I, I got super nervous. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what if all of this is for nothing? Like, what if we end up having to go to the hospital? What if I, you know, what if this baby just is so comfortable inside of me that it doesn't ever want to come out? You know, all (laughs) these things are going through your head. 
Um, and so on Friday, I ended up just going on like a long walk. I did kind of a kind of a hike. Um, I remember one of my girlfriends had told me that when she was ready to have her baby, she went on the treadmill and she just hiked up the incline and she just started walking. So wow. I was like, maybe I can start doing some things to, you know, kind of get. So I ended up doing a, a trail walk in that night. I started feeling cramping, but didn't really think too much of it. Just kind of, you know, went um, was like, okay. So that next morning I ended up having an appointment, uh, with my midwife and I told her that I was feeling some cramping and she said, well, that's a good thing. You know, that's a sign that things are starting to happen. Um, and she asked if I wanted a check, um, a cervical check. And of course, up to this point, I had never with her. And I said, absolutely. I just kind of want to see. So I hadn't dilated, but she could feel the head. Um, and she's like, that's more important. <laughs> she's like, so that, you know, things are starting to happen. Um, and, uh, and then I ended up having a chiropractic appointment right after they were in the same um, office and chiropractor was amazing. I did an adjustment and she was like, you're going to be having this baby within the next, within this week. Oh, and wow. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, so I started getting excited. Um, and, you know, my, my midwife had said, she's like another way, you know, naturally is sex. So if that's something of interest, you know, if you want to start getting things going. Um, so, you know, after the appointment, I talked to Dave and I said, what are your thoughts? And yeah. <laughs> so I, can, I can tell you it wasn't the most comfortable for him. Um, as you can imagine, the baby's head was close. So, oh. <laughs> but, you know, he, uh, he, you know, we, we ended up doing our thing and. Trooper. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that basically kind of kickstarted everything. And then the next morning I woke up and it started. So, um, wow. labor started the next morning, that Sunday morning. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of interesting. I woke up and I, I felt cramping, but I didn't say anything. I was kind of hesitant. I didn't want to, I'm the type of person that, um, I like to be very certain of something. So I didn't say anything to Dave for a good two hours and just went about my business and, the interesting part about my actual day that I gave birth was my parents were up visiting and just a little background on them. Um, very kind of conservative, traditional people were so unsure of this whole home birth thing. I mean, every time I talked about it, when I told my mom about um, placenta smoothies, she freaked out. Oh, <laughs> she was like, what? You're going to do what? And I was just like, but mom, you know, try to tell her all of the benefits. So they just kind of, you know, were worried, of course, but trusted me that this was the right decision. But when it came to the actual like day that I was going to give labor, my mom didn't understand what she was supposed to be doing. She's like, okay, so what does this mean? Are we like hanging out on the patio? And I'm like, listen, mom, if you want to be there, you know, when I'm actually going into birth, you need to be supportive. You need to be calm. You need to be like massaging me. And she was like, okay, how about you just call us. (laughs) So she realized that she couldn't be that type of support. She's, um, that's not her nature. She's an amazing woman, but, um, she kind of likes to have more kind of control of things. And she just, that, that just wasn't in her, you know, kind of, um, role at the time. So we had already discussed it. Yeah. That I didn't want anyone there. The only people I wanted there was Dave and our doula and our midwife and, you know, her assistants, but those were the only people that I didn't want anybody else. And what was funny was that day, my parents were actually coming to, to, um, to see us. So my dad and Dave were playing golf and my mom and I were shopping 
And we spent the day doing just so. And I was in labor the entire day and I didn't say a word. Wow. <laughs> I was just wow. walking around Target, you know, getting last minute things. And I would, you know, I'd go to the bathroom and I'd stand there and be like, okay, you know, and I knew that it was starting to happen. I just didn't know. I mean, when you take the classes, you hear about early labor and they're like, early labor can last weeks. And I'm like, oh dear, <laughs> you know, like, is this, am I in early labor? Like, is this going to, so I started trying to play it cool with everyone. Like, you know, just mentioning it to Dave casually, like, I think, you know, might be happening. And I was texting him throughout the day, like, you know, it's getting more intense. And I think this is, might be it, but you know, and he was out, you know, golfing with my dad and doing this thing and my mom and I, you know, the whole day I just tried to play it cool with her because I didn't want I didn't want her to know because <laughs> I knew they would stay. I knew that they would just post up um, and stay for the whole night. And I was like, I can't have this. So <laughs> I um, I ended up, you know, kind of playing it cool. And then um, that evening they left around six. And as soon as they walked out the door, I told Dave, I said, download that app. I think the contractions are getting stronger and, you know, let's go from here. Um, so yeah, so I, I played a cool and then we ended up, you know, after I delivered, called her the next day and she was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you were in labor that whole time. And you didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, mom, I didn't want you hanging out for the whole thing. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, then I basically just kind of started going through more intense uh, contractions and Dave was so cute. He got out the Bradley method book and we were just going through and he was asking me things. He's like, okay, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you, (laughs) you know, he was just trying to go through and see what stage I was at, um, of kind of labor. Mm -hmm. And, um, we ended up calling the doula and she was out celebrating her birthday dinner, which her birthday was actually the following day. And um, I told her, I said, well, I think you might be having someone join you on your birthday because uh, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor. So at this point, it was like around eight at night. She just said, OK, you know, just try to sleep, see if you can kind of rest and if that helps. And, um, you know, just kind of keep me posted. So obviously I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the contractions were getting stronger. And I told Dave, I said, we should probably fill up the, you know, the tub. So, um, yeah, so he got to quit working on that, filled up the tub, and I just went into the water and stayed there the entire time. It was the most comforting for me. Um, I just felt so at ease in there. And um, as I say, it's kind of like the aquadural or aqua. Oh, like the epidural, but that's aquadural. funny. I've never heard that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So they call it the aquadural, which it totally, you know, it is. It's relaxing and you're just kind of in there and. Um, so we just kind of, I did that and we were in contact with the doula and then I decided to call the midwife too. And the thing with Sue is she's, you know, she's fantastic, but I didn't want her if it was too soon, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of let things happen naturally. I didn't want to alarm anyone. Um, my contractions were always like four to five minutes apart. So, I was okay, you know, and Sue had told me once they get to three minutes apart, that's when I'll come. So I just kept thinking that, okay, once they're three minutes, well, they weren't. So the doula ended up coming at about midnight. And at this point, Dave was exhausted. He, you know, he'd been golfing with my dad all day. And (laughs) so 
we decided that he should just, you know, rest. Mm. And the doula said, you know, we're going to need you tomorrow and the rest of this child's life. So <laughs> go ahead and, you know, rest now because <laughs> pretty much all you're going to, all you're going to get from this. So um, he ended up sleeping. So what's funny is if you guys are familiar with Bradley method at all, it's all about husband coaching partner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. partner. And they <laughs> teach you all of these things about the massaging and the relaxation. Nope. He was, he was out. He was sleeping the entire time. <laughs> I mean, he slept for a good, like, three hours, I would say, of labor. And I just hung out in the birth tub. Um, I watched Christmas Vacation, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I watched Silicon yes. Valley. That's I awesome. was just trying anything. Like, and I heard that I, I, someone had said that if you're, you know, if you watch comedy, um, it helps because, you know, you're laughing oh. and you're not really focusing on yeah. the pain. So I was just trying anything. And yeah, you know, I was just hanging out in the pool and the doula came and she was just there to support. And I just, you know, I was breathing through all of my contractions. And really, that's what my, my focus was, was just breathing. Um, anytime that I would have a, a, you know, surge, I would get on my knees and kind of put my elbows up on the edge of the of the birth tub and just kind of breathe through it. So that was my most comfortable. And then in between, I would just kind of sit back and, and relax. Um, and so that, I did that for, a, you know, a few hours. And at some point, I had the bloody show. I don't know when that happened exactly. I was trying to remember. Um, and then I would try standing. I would try sitting on the corporal, on the toilet, and nothing was comfortable. And I remember looking at the doula, and she goes, I'm just going to be honest with you, um, and nothing's going to be comfortable at this point. Because like, <laughs> I was, you know, I'm like trying all these different positions, thinking that like you're going to find one magic one where it's like there's no more pain. You know, all of a sudden this is like relief. And she was like, no. So I ended up just going back into the pool because like this is where, you know, in the first time I was like, this is where I feel comfortable. And um, so we ended up transitioning from comedy to relaxation music. And, um, you know, the doula did a little massaging on my back. And I just kind of was there for a good, you know, few hours, I would say. Um, so, yeah. And then at about 4, 4.15, um, I all of a sudden, I felt the need to use the restroom. And at this point, I hadn't done anything. I hadn't, you know, done had had diarrhea or thrown mm-hmm. up or anything. It was just, but I wasn't really hungry. I hadn't eaten or anything. I just um, was just laboring, you know, just kind of going through that process. And all of a sudden I felt the urge to, so I told her and she said, well, that's good. That means a sign that like your body's starting to kind of transition, go through the process. So I went to the restroom and I remember sitting there and I'm like, ah, nope, not, no, nothing's coming out but a baby. No. <laughs> like, this is, huh. this is time. Like I, I felt, you know, the time to actually push like, and wow. so I remember dropping my bikini bottoms and I went out there and I looked at her and I said, I think I need to push. And she was like, like the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's time. She said, okay. Um, and again, at this point, you know, the midwife was, you know, not still at home. She was sleeping too. Everyone was sleeping, but the doula and I. And um, so I got into the to the birthing tub, and I just kind of started pushing. And we called the midwife at this point. And what's crazy is my contractions were still not three minutes apart. I was still only like four to five minutes apart. My water hadn't broken. There was nothing. There was really no sign. It was just all of a sudden like I felt the need to push. And so we called the midwife and I was on speakerphone with her. And at that point I had like a back to back contraction. And so 
the midwife Sue knew she was like, okay, it's happening. So she jumped in her car and what's great is she lives like 15 minutes away. So not very far. She got on the freeway and went the wrong direction. So oh, she's no. like oh. going the wrong direction and she has to get off and pull around. And meanwhile, the, the doula looks at me and she goes, should we wake up Dave? Oh. And I said, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's time for him to start participating in this, <laughs> this whole thing. So she wakes him up and she's really sweet. She goes in there and she's like, okay, Dave, um, so summer's starting to push and the midwife's on their way, you know, and Dave's like, okay. And I hear him in there and you can hear the bed and he's like stretching and he knows he's probably, you know, checking the news or oh, I have gosh. no idea. And I'm in there in the birthing tub, like pushing, you know, <laughs> he's just, so I finally call to him. I'm like, Hey baby. Uh, yeah. If you could come out here, like it's starting to happen. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so he comes out and, um, he, you know, he's in the room and the midwife is on her way and the doula has her on speakerphone and the doula at one point shines the light from her camera to see what's going on. And she could see the head and she goes uh summer could you maybe not push and i was like what <laughs> she was like can you just try holding off for a bit oh. and i was like um okay and the thing is is i don't think i'd mentioned this but the doula had told us that she had caught a baby before so i figured if worse comes to worse yeah she's caught one before you know okay this is you know i i felt comfortable enough with her that if things were to happen you know Plus, knowing that the midwife was literally, you know, at this point, like five minutes away. I mean, I, I just kind of, I knew it would be okay. You know, mm -hmm. that even if, you know, the midwife wasn't actually there, the doula was fully capable and that, you know, we would just kind of hang out in the birthing tub until everyone got there. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm pushing and she sees the baby and Dave goes outside and, you know, is waiting for the midwife. And all of a sudden she like flies by our apartment. She like drives right by and Dave's oh. waving his arms and, oh. you know, she finally, she reverses and comes back and he's all, Hey, you know, can I help with anything? She's like, why are you so calm right now? She's like, what's going on? And cause I don't think he really fully was like cognizant of what was going on. Mm. Like, I think he was still just kind of in this like dreamland or perhaps he was trying to like, block it all out like mm. he didn't want to <laughs> really you know because again his biggest fear was you know something going wrong like something going wrong with me something going wrong with the baby so I think his kind of mechanism was I'll just sort of you know just act like nothing's really going on as opposed to being in that hyper you know like oh my gosh crazy mode he was just very chill about it and um so she ends up you know getting there and she races upstairs. I mean, the midwife is running and within two minutes of her walking in the door, the baby flies out. I mean, she, she ran in the door and she's trying to do everything. And her, one of her assistants was there and, um, you know, she's trying to, you know, coordinate everything. And next thing you know, the, you know, Charlie comes flying out and, um, he, <laughs> flew out so quickly that she couldn't catch him. Like she, God. and she's always, and so he like came out in the water and, um, so immediately she, you know, grabs him and hands him to me. And as I mentioned, we didn't know the gender. And so I sat back and I opened up his legs and I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a boy. And I screamed that and, you know, everyone's excited. And then I closed his legs and I'm like, wait, was that the umbilical cord? Like, maybe that wasn't it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, then, so then I opened up the legs again. I'm like, oh no, it's a boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then he came out and immediately started crying and, uh, yeah. 
So that was, that was kind of, I mean, it was so surreal because I didn't really have any true sides. Like I said, I didn't, you know, my water didn't break. I don't really know when I transitioned. They talk about, you know, that whole transition. I remember at one point, you know, it was very intense and, you know, I was like, okay, how long? And I think that's the thing with labor is you don't know how long it's going to last, Yeah. you know, and all you can do is just be very present and just breathe. I mean, there's really nothing else you could do. You know, I think with anything like a, an endurance event, you know, you know, it's, there's going to be a finish line. It's going to, you know, if you're, you know, if you're running a marathon and you're pacing yourself, you know, kind of hypothetically when you're going to finish with labor, that's, you have no idea. (laughs) So I think that is the one thing where you're just kind of like, just trying to be present and just breathe through it. And, um, yeah, but my midwife thinks what happened was that he was kind of lodged. So when, when he was born, he had a little um, kind of bump on his head. And she thinks what was happening was his angle, he was kind of pressing against my pelvic bone. Mm-hmm. And he was stuck, which is basically why um, I, you know, I think when I went to the restroom, it sort of released, like I repositioned myself. Yeah. And then that's what happened was then it was like, he was like, Oh, game on, you know, after that happened, then he kind of, you know, released and he was able to, to come out. So, um, yeah, so that, wow. that was it. And, uh, it was, it was amazing. I mean, and just to have them all in the home, I mean, it was crazy. Everyone comes in and, you know, with the plastic everywhere. And then I ended up, you know, being stitched on my bed and mm. you know, Dave holding Charlie and, um, you know, and it was beautiful. I mean, Charlie, you know, took to the breast right away and, you know, we did the whole golden hour and everything mm. and, uh, yeah. And then they literally came in, they did everything and then they were out the door. So Charlie was born at 5.09 AM and they were out the door by like 9.30 that morning. <laughs> and Dave and I looked at That's each other amazing. and we're like, Oh my gosh. Like we literally felt like it was like Amazon had just dropped off a baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> the whole house. <laughs> the whole house was perfectly clean. Everything was in order. It was just all of a sudden we were sitting there and we were holding this baby in our arms and we're like, uh, oh my gosh, like so how did this all happen? Um, but yeah, and then like I said, we ended up calling my mom and she freaked out. You know, Jay was like, so just want to let you know that you have a healthy baby boy uh, grandson. She's like, oh my gosh. And, you know, she was so ecstatic and so excited. And, you know, my parents ended up coming up that, you know, that afternoon and seeing them. But, uh, you know, I, and we joked too, because my mom had mentioned that <laughs> um, she was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do once I find out that you're in labor? And we had already decided that we weren't going to tell them until after mm-hmm. we had the baby, um, just because there is that fear with people that aren't very familiar with home birth, there's that fear. And so we didn't want to put them in that state of fear for a period of time. So we had already decided in the back of our minds that we weren't going to call them until after the baby was born. Um, But my mom had joked, she's like, well, maybe what I'll do is I'll just pace the halls at like the local hospital and act like I'm waiting. Oh, man. (laughs) She always joked that she would just be at some random hospital pacing the halls, like waiting until she got the call, (laughs) even though I'm at home. So, um, but yeah, so that, that was it. So it, it happened quickly, um, but so beautifully and uh, just everything, you know, I, I feel so fortunate that I just had such an amazing team um, there to, to support me. And, um, you know, I, and Dave, you know, it's funny cause he, he was there, you know, I knew he was there, but I think it works better that he actually 
was just kind of away for that period of time. Cause I don't think he would have wanted to see me, you know, mm-hmm. going through labor for that long of a time. I mean, he's, you know, very kind of sensitive to my needs. And so I think he would have wanted to do more during that time. So it actually kind of worked that he slept yeah. <laughs> and that it was just kind of me and the doula. Cause that's what she's, you know, that's what doulas, I mean, they're amazing. And that's exactly what her role was. And, you know, she was out the door by, you know, 6 a.m. and uh, went on to, you know, have her birthday and everything. So, um, yeah. Uh, I love how you mentioned that. You know, I think everyone has their role and no one has to be, especially partners and family members, have to be any specific role just because that's who they are. And it unfolds the way that it unfolds. And, you know, everyone kind of falls in line, so to speak, in the way that's going to best serve the whole energy of the room, you, baby, you know, it, it all works. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that's why, you know, kind of going into it and it was funny too, cause we didn't decide on a doula until, um, I think I was about 30 weeks and it was funny because our midwife was talking to us and she, you know, she asked Dave, she goes, so how are you feeling about everything? And he goes, Oh, I'm terrified. He goes, I am so scared. And she goes, okay, have you guys thought about a doula? Yeah. <laughs> she knew that he wouldn't be able to, to actually fill that role that I would need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she referred us to the doula and she was amazing, but that's exactly what worked perfectly for our situation. You know, I know other couples, the, the partner is very involved, you know, wants to be there right next to them. And for us, it just works this way. You know, it, it was, I felt more comfortable saying, okay, you, you step away, you get some rest because I'm going to need you tomorrow and from here on out. So mm. <laughs> enjoy these last, you know, few hours. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Summer, I feel like we've been on an epic journey together. This has been so <laughs> much fun. And, you know, we don't really hand out superlatives here for anything really, but if we were going to start, you certainly have one of my best favorite quotables with that Amazon dropped off a of baby thing. <laughs> that is going to go down for me in history without question. That oh. is an epic moment for me in this show. So thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, we still, you know, we still joke about it and we still look at each other sometimes and we're like, how, well, how did this happen? Like what? So, you know, there's just everything just, you know, so quickly it feels, but, you know, so perfectly at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Summer. Thank you to Charlie. Thank you to Dave. You guys are amazing and awesome. Is there anything as we wrap up here that you would, I I know you mentioned some of your resources that you shared earlier, so I'll make sure I have links to those and have that list, you know, accurate for um, people to check out. But is there anything else you just want to throw out there or share? Yeah, so just a little bit about, and I, I think I emailed you just a little bit about after the birth. Um, and this is just for, you know, women that go through this because um, breastfeeding, <laughs> obviously you could do a whole other show on that, um, but you don't know until the actual baby is born. And, you know, I took the breastfeeding classes and did all that and read books. But what had happened was, although Charlie took uh, right away, um, I have, you know, soft nipples, as they call them, or flat nipples. So I had to wear a nipple shield. And so I ended up wearing that. And then I was nursing for like four hours straight. It was crazy. And my midwife had kind of told me, she said, if he wants to suck, have him on the breast. So I was like, okay, well, I did not know that this wasn't normal. Um, and so we ended up after about a month or so of that went to lactation consultant, and he ended up having a lip tie. So 
between the lip tie and the nipple shield, he just wasn't getting enough milk. And so that's why he was just, you know, nursing for so long. Um, And so we ended up having that um, removed, um, which was so great um, and such an easy process. And then he was able to, you know, suck better. And then I wore the nipple shield for about 11 weeks and then um, transitioned him off. So for any woman out there that has to deal with the nipple shield, um, there is hope. (laughs) It might seem like it's going to last forever, but it's just when the baby is ready. And every baby is different. Um, You know, some only have to use it for a few uh, weeks. Others, it takes a little bit longer. Um, But after that, uh, you know, it's just it's you know, now we have this beautiful breastfeeding experience and, um, you know, but it definitely kind of, cause you go through that whole process of pregnancy and you're so focused on the pregnancy and the delivery. And then it's afterwards, you know, then you're like, wait a second, like breastfeeding is just this whole other component of it. And you never know what, you know, your baby's going to be like. Right. So I uh, just wanted to kind of throw that out. If, you know, if there's any women that, you know, have to deal with that, just know that, there's hope in that it will, you know, the baby at some point just decides like, Oh, Hey, this boob is much better without this plastic thing on it. I'll yeah. just go ahead and, uh, and suck on that. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so now we have, you know, this beautiful, healthy, almost 10 month old boy. He's, as I was mentioning earlier, he is uh, active. He's standing, wanting to walk and um, normal weight and just, you know, doing amazing. So mm. um, yeah. But no, this has been fantastic. And thank you guys so much for, you know, for having me on. And uh, yeah, it's just your your show was so, so tremendous for me. And uh, just loved hearing other women's stories and uh, really just kind of prepared me mentally for for my journey and my experience. So thank you guys again. Oh, you're so welcome. welcome. And much love and congratulations to you all preparing for the wedding in December. It's cool. You have a, a birthday and a wedding to celebrate. Yeah. coming up for future I know December's. it's so funny <laughs> our friends were like so what are you doing for his first birthday I'm like um we have a wedding that yeah. we're planning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean he's, and they're like it's fine babies don't remember their first anyways I'm like of course exactly. we're gonna do something yeah. for him but you know it's just gonna be a yeah but we'll definitely do that you know with uh, with friends and family so yeah so his birthday and then his wedding and I'm really excited because we're gonna have um, I'm thinking he'll be walking by that point. So we're going to have Dave and him walk down the aisle Aww, together. So I'm really it. excited for Send that. Pictures. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So awesome. Thanks again, Summer. Yeah, thank you, Summer. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for all you guys do. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.